0: Hey, listeners! It's Scott Lewis here. Thank you so much for listening to uh, episode one. This is um, this idea only came up a few days ago. It was um, basically, I've always had a bit of a problem with, you know, what do I say? What do I talk about? What do I do on the on, on this podcast? You know, I don't want to just ramble and rant and tell people how they should be because you know everyone's journey is different. Everyone's different, and so I thought well, maybe I'll just share what I'm doing and then someone that wants a similar result could possibly learn something along the way. So I just want to thank you all, whatever you're doing right now. Thank you for taking the time to, uh, to listen, whether you're, you're running, you're in the car, you're at home, you're cleaning, um, whatever you're doing. But thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for, uh, for listening to, to episode one. I'm going to share a bit of my story. I'm going to share a bit of uh, my background, my background where I'm from, what I've been doing and uh, and and ha- how I've been doing it, you know, all the fuck ups and, and and some of the achievements which I'm really really proud to um to to share with you because it's been a, it's been a, a massive journey and it's been it's been up, it's been down, it's been left, it's been right, like it's been in every direction and and every single day is a, is a new challenge uh and a new opportunity to to be able to create, you know, the life that I would love to create for myself, for my family, for the people around me, um, and, and those that I just I just care about. The people that I, I I meet maybe once, or maybe they become a lifelong friend. You know, it's it's about leaving a positive effect on on every situation that you walk into, and that's you know that's that's taken me a long time to realize that that's the secret to life. And Tony Robbins, one of my mentors, massive shout out. If he ever, (laughs) if I ever had the privilege of him listening to this podcast would be, uh, would be to, to just say, Tony, you know, man, I, I say this with tears in my eyes right now, because Tony, you've had the greatest impact on my life. And I, you know, you hear this all the time, but you changed my life, man. And I really do appreciate, um, everything you've done. You don't know me. Um, but uh, i certainly know you and through your books your audios your youtube clips your your podcasts through your live events through you just being you you've you've shaped my life and i'm i'm committed to to following in your footsteps and continuing to um, improve the quality of people's lives all around the world through what we do. And right now at PLC, that's, that's health and fitness and that's mindset development and it's community and it's basically a positive environment which, which builds and supports others to become leaders and just passionate individuals about the life that they want to live. So thank you, Tony Robbins. Thank you. Thank um, you. So uh, where did it all start? So I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a very, very, very average guy. You know, I came from, uh, you know, I grew up in, uh, in Queenscliff and, you know, we then moved to Melbourne. My parents split up and, uh, and then I, I did primary school with my dad, uh, sorry, my mom in Williamstown. And then I, I moved to Geelong with my dad and, and, and finish off my schooling in, uh, in Geelong. I was, you know, I went to multiple schools. I wasn't a great student. I spent a lot of time in the in the principal's office. I just had a real problem with the system and and how things were done, and it just made me rebel, which caused me a lot of problems. You know, I was I was often uh, criticised by those that um, I looked up to, people like my dad, and you know, maybe teachers and people that just I looked up to, but I was never I, I never got their approval, and it. It created a, a massive insecurity in me from a very young age that I was never good enough, and that developed a a really strong ego. Um, you know, I got through my my high school years, and and I was always, you know, I was getting into trouble with with police. I was I was drinking and partying a lot from the age of fifteen, sixteen. Uh, You know, I had one really close friend that I spent a lot of time with. I didn't really fit into social norms. I played a little bit of football, but I was never really great because I didn't want to be judged. I didn't want to turn up to training and I didn't want to drop the footy and and people laugh at me. I didn't want to go rock up to games and, and miss goals. I didn't want to, you know, I was so insecure. I was so so fragile, my own inner security, and and it's uh, you know not to blame my dad. We have a, a phenomenal relationship now, and I love him. I always have, but you know he's um when when I was young, he would uh, he would uh, how do I say N- nothing was ever good enough. I don't know if you can relate to that, but nothing was ever good enough, and I um I always felt like avoiding everything because it was never good enough you know I'd come to my dad and I'd say look dad I uh you know I did this or I I scored this or I or I did this at school or 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 sport or whatever and it was always like why didn't you get a you know I'd I'd get a I'd get a B plus or an A or something maybe and he'd go where's the A plus you know it was that kind of or or um at footy you know if I'd kick a couple of goals he'd be like oh well you missed three others You know, so what that did, and and he did that to push me. I don't say that because he's a bad guy. He did that because he's got very high standards, and he, uh, and he's definitely drilled that into me now. And I appreciate what he's done for me now. But at the time, I didn't understand it, and it it built a very strong insecurity in me, which led to a very strong ego, and uh, and that held me back for many years. But I won't. uh, I'll I'll give you the short version. Uh, um, When I finished school, I went into the army because I was very lost. I lasted six months in the army till I, uh, till I deselected myself. Um, you know, I went AWOL, I ran away because I just could not understand. I didn't understand why we were spending two, three, four days a week out in the, out in the, out in the bush, sleeping in ditches, you know, like that wasn't the life that I wanted for myself. I wanted to uh, enjoy life. And that was the opposite. I didn't know what I wanted, but, um, but that certainly was not what I wanted, right? Sleeping in ditches and stuff and, and all that. But I didn't see the big picture of the army. I was in the gap year, so I very, very saw the short term. I thought it was going to be fun. I thought I was going to shoot guns. I thought I was going to, you know, just be like a, a, a mini Rambo. I think I watched too many action movies as a kid, you know, Van Damme and stuff like that. So I, um, I thought that's what it was going to be like, but it certainly wasn't. And uh, in the army, though, I discovered what was a, a PTI. We used to do PT or PTI every morning. And it was, it was, uh, they were a physical training instructor. I was like, wow, they had the coolest job ever. Fitness, you know, obstacle courses, stay fit, train all the time. And, and that to me was like, wow, that would be the coolest job. And so I, you know, I spoke to my, um, my superior. I said, how do I do this? I don't want to sleep in ditches anymore. I don't want to go out bush. I don't want to go out field, what they called it. And they were like, well, first of all, you got to be in the in the army for four years. And I was like, what? Doing this for four years? Absolutely not. So, you know, straight away that just said, you know, I'm not going to be here long term. So my, my psychology changed. I started to rebel more, which means that I had more and more problems in the army because they do not back down. You know, they will go to the ends of the earth to make your life hard. To, uh, you know, to, to discipline you Because I guess when you're on the battlefield You know, you can't say no You've got to step up You've got to follow orders And you've got to do it With a certain discipline and mindset And I did not have that So, got out of the army And um, as I was... Um, studying pt i i um i started real estate and i started this this little firm and it was run by a husband and a wife and it was a really negative environment um and they were fighting in the office all the time so i got out of that real estate because you know always pretty good with people always always pretty um you know charismatic and 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 really love connecting with people so i got out of that and i I just went full-time into my study of pt and this is about the age of 18, you know, 18, I joined the army straight out of school. I finished school in about November 2000, what was that, 2007? And then I was in the army 2008 and then started my PT course at the end of 2008 and then started in 2009. I did a little bit of sales first for Phoenix um, and, then, uh, and then I got a great opportunity to move up to the Gold Coast to start with their, their new Phoenix club in Narang which was a um it was a great club it was a beautiful club and i remember starting with 42 trainers and that was in 2009 and 42 trainers and that quickly turned into about 20 trainers within about 4 weeks you know it was a i didn't realize how hard it was i didn't realize how hard pt was you know it's 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 a it's a really challenging business because I got into it for the fitness. I got into it to help people. I got into it to a, for a lifestyle. I got into it because I, if I could, you know, be in a gym all day, I could be super fit myself and train others, and you know, and get paid good money and have the whole day free. And I thought it was just going to be easy, piece of cake. And it really wasn't. You know, for the PTs listening to this right now, you know as well as I do, it's a very, very tough gig. And I think the number one reason is that in our cert three four, if that's what you've done. Then um, you learn very quickly that it's not just about training people; it's very much a business, and and business requires, you know, it requires sales, it requires marketing, it requires bookkeeping, it requires organisation. And I had none of those skills. I didn't know anything about that. I didn't pay GST or tax for a very long time. I was, you know, I was running it through my half was cash and then that would go and I wouldn't even know where that would go and it was just you know some was coming in through direct debits but it was never enough I was paying huge amounts of rent at uh, at, at phoenix which really quickly turned into genesis and you know if you're paying three hundred dollars a week but you've only got uh, you know you're only doing four or five sessions that three or four hundred dollars um, it, it, of rent, you know, choose up a lot of your income. And then you've got life on top of that, which is, you know, was, uh, I was partying a lot at that time. I moved up to the Gold Coast. I was actually living in a backpackers. And, um, and I was living in a house in a backpackers. And my best mates were these four guys from, um, from the UK, and they were absolutely out of control. The most incredible people still a lot of love for them and I don't, I I don't see them they're over back in the UK but they uh, you know we had a lot of good times and and I and I don't regret it but at the same time when you're trying to build a PT business but you're partying every night at backpackers <laughs> you can see the challenges that come with that so yeah so from there I um I uh, I then moved to somewhere where I was like well I can't stay here and drink every night and do what I'm doing like it's just not working i was struggling it there but I moved somewhere else and then I really upped my game in the PT industry and I started to get more and more sessions. And I wasn't struggling as much. But what I was struggling with, it doesn't matter. I find that a lot of myself especially was the more money I would make, the more money I would spend. So it didn't matter that I was, say, doing you know 20 sessions, 30 sessions, 40 sessions. And I was making, say, anywhere between you know $1,500 to two, $2,500 a week as a PT. I would find it very easy to spend what it is that I was making. So there was never any money left at the end of the month. Um, so, you know, I, I quickly found out in the industry that it was really tough because you were self-employed, you're your own boss, you had to do your own tax, your own BAS, um, you know, your own books, um, your own, you know, like just so much back end, even just the stuff with tracking results and filing stuff and waivers and, and questionnaires and, and health checks and all that I was just, I found so hard. So long story short, I... I spent two years at the uh, at the uh, sorry at the at the Genesis there in uh, on the Gold Coast in the Ray, and then I moved back to uh, to Melbourne for some breathing space, and I moved in with my buddy in uh, into Port Melbourne. I started at um, at Genesis in Port Melbourne. And I spent the next three to four years, about three and a half years, coming up to four years with uh, with Genesis and once again, I had all the same problems. I just took the same mindset just to a different gym and I thought you know, going to a different gym and a fresh start was going to fix all of that but you know very I, I, I learned very very quickly that it, um, that it didn 't and Anyway, long story short, I was really struggling with, uh, with, with money. I was living in a place I couldn't afford. I was driving a car I couldn't afford. I was trying to be someone that I wasn't. I was partying four or five times a week, literally on a Tuesday. I'd go to cheap Tuesdays uh, and I'd try and get up in the morning and I'd sm- smash two Red Bulls to try and stay awake. And With my clients, I was, I, I'd literally, I'd have, I'd have mini naps as I was standing up when you shut your eyes and you're about to fall over and you wake up. And, uh, and my clients just really noticed that my uh, I wasn't giving them the, the attention, the love that they deserved. And that reflected in their results. And long story short, I was struggling. I was sitting around, you know, 15 sessions. I was just covering rent. I was borrowing money to pay my house rent. I was, you know, I, was str- I couldn't pay pay for my, my car. Car starting have, had problems. It was a European car I couldn't afford. Um... And yeah, my life just... And I, and I drink more because I felt more... Uh, party more because I felt shit about myself. And this all stems from the insecurities that I, I spoke to you uh, before about. And, and it was at that point where I was like, something's got to change, something's got to change. So I went to a, uh, a seminar and, you know, it was, it was called the National Achievers Congress. And I, I saw this guy, Mark Rolton, a couple of other speakers, Robert Kiyosaki, uh, Richard Branson, Tony Robbins, you know, some of my idols... And mentors and and I was like wow like this is awesome and so I I got interested in property and you know I wanted to get into property but I had no money so I just went I can't do anything with this I'll go back to what I'm doing and long story short what happened was is I was uh, you know I I got a credit card and I went over to LA to go to um, Coachella and uh, an ultra festival some of you probably have heard of Coachella and long story short, we went to Ultra Festival a couple of days before we were going to Coachella. I ran across the road on Sunset Boulevard in LA and, uh, and the corner of West Hollywood, which I think it's, it's West Hollywood and, and Sunset Boulevard, where there's an In-N-Out Burger. And it's, a, it's, a, you know, it's, a, it's an eight-lane highway from memory or, or eight-lane main road. And I got over the, the first lot of, uh, of lanes with one direction of cars. And the second one, my mate ran out. And I followed him. And, and as soon as I stepped out, ran out in that second, second lot, the other direction of cars, I got hit at about 60 kilometers by a, uh, by a Toyota Prius. And just as I saw it in the corner of my eye, I jumped. And as I jumped, this car's cleaned me up and, and, I've, and I've hit the windshield. I don't remember this, but I've got the photos um, and I've hit the windshield and I've completely shattered the windshield and I've bounced off and my mate said, I was just like dangling and just limbs flying through the air. Still attached, which is good. And flying through the air and I hit the, hit the concrete, hit the, hit the road and, and I looked down at my leg because that's where pain was shooting from. And I looked down at my leg and I was wearing like uh, beige pants, beige chinos and, um, and they just started going red and the the red was spreading really really fast and I was and I and the pain was just just beating from my leg and I pulled my pants up and my foot turned around it went the opposite way and blood squirted from uh, from just to, just to the left of my my shin in the middle of between my, my knee and my ankle right in the middle there was a bone sticking out to the left and it you know, I, I now know it, my, it was a compound fracture to my tib and, tibula and fibula and blood shot through the uh, the air and there was just blood gushing out and the first instinct that went through is I'm going to die. I'm going to die of blood loss. So uh, yeah, I took off my shirt. I tied it up. I was panicking, freaking out, thinking I'm going to die. Like absolutely looking around. It's, I couldn't see anyone. I didn't know where my mate was. My leg is just like so much adrenaline punching uh, pumping through my body. There's so much blood. Uh, and my legs in half i can 't walk and there 's cars going all around me they 're driving around me they don 't give a fuck no one stopped and um, the driver 's got out he 's a mexican guy didn 't speak english and he 's just he 's just in panic and i 'm pushing myself off the road, pushing backwards, you know pushing my sort of dragging my legs as i as I push myself up this gutter up this driveway to get off the um, the road, and the cop rocks up, and the cop just Sir, where's your where's your passport? Sir, where's your passport? What happened? What happened? Sir, where's your passport? And he's asking for my passport over and over, and I'm like, "Mate, look at my leg. Get me an ambulance." And you know, I'm kind of like, "It's in my jacket. It's in my jacket." Like I'm panicking. I'm panicking. Here, here, my mates by my side at this point, and we're with uh, two of my buddies and two of their girlfriends, and their girlfriends are spewing up in the bushes. And my one of my mates just got his hands on his head, just doesn't know what to do, and the others talking to the cop and eventually it felt like a lifetime but 2 minutes later an ambulance rocks up and they put this thing around my leg which was a uh, it's like a kind of like a plastic you know wrap around plastic thing that goes around your leg and then what it did is they started to pump this plastic and it put air into it and it, and it snapped my leg straight again you can imagine like one of those one of those uh, one of those things that like like a kind of like oh, how do you explain it i can't really it's i can picture it but i can't explain it and something like that just snaps back into place. Um, kind of like, uh, you know, those, those things at, at car at car sales places and they've got the, the dangly arms and they're attached to the, um, the, the, those big blow up things and they kind of wave and they, they go down and they snap back up. Kind of like that. My leg just snapped straight into place. And it was the, the, the most incredible pain I've ever felt in my life. And then... From there, I, um, you know, I they gave me the green whistle, and I had two of those, and I was just like, just sucking on them, like my it was just trying to dull the pain, like my life depended on it. And eventually, I passed out. I don't remember too much after that, but I remember waking up in the, um, you know, in a in a in a hospital bed, and my uh, drowsy, and and just started like reaching for things. I, I remember this, and I was like, where am I? What am I doing? What happened? Um, where 's this person where 's that person where 's my where 's my friends where 's what 's going on and just completely like disorientated and scared really scared and um, at that point, I spent a, a week in the hospital there and I, I was flown back to australia and long story short i um, i was I spent seven months in a wheelchair and then another three months so ten months in total three months on crutches and you know my life turned to shit. I uh, I broke up with my girlfriend. I I lost my job as a PT. I had no income. My um you know I couldn't pay my rent. I, I had my all my friends left me. My my family wasn't really there to to like they were they were they were there but they weren't there like it wasn't I was there by myself for a lot of the time. You know my girlfriend put up for a couple of months, but after that we just started fighting and fighting because my bad attitude I fell into a uh, I wouldn't I, I don't know if it's depression I, I I didn't take any medication or anything like that but I was I was sad I was sad I was pissed off I was angry um and I was just blaming 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 and long story short I got an insurance payout and that insurance payout got me um got me to a point where I could actually invest in my first property and I said you know this is after this is when I have recovered you know let's fast track 10 months when I've kind of recovered still very painful still still scars I've still got scars and still you know I don't I don't limp now but I was you know I couldn't apply pressure I couldn't train I couldn't couldn't run couldn't do anything but I could walk so you know I decided I was going to do something with my life and that the, the beautiful thing about this and I truly believe it's God's gift and I truly believe that it all happened for a reason and that the, the universe gave me that gift um, to say that you know that, that just brought me right back down to earth. I was a pissed off, arrogant, ego-driven male that just thought the world owed him and uh, and that no one else mattered and it was all about me. I was selfish, I was insecure, I was aggressive. Um, and I, I was fake and I, I didn't like who I was and I think that's why the universe, Put me in that situation I didn't understand that At the time But you know That's what it's turned out to be And I thank I thank Literally I thank the universe Or, or I, I don't believe in God But I thank You know what Whoever Made that happen Let's call it the universe I thank the universe Every single day For The uh, the pain That it put me through Because It's something that I learned recently Which is From Ray Dalio Which is Pain plus reflection Equals progress And I started doing that Without without um uh, you know actually just forced into it so much pain saying what what am I going to do with my life Just bills and and just struggling in every area of my life emotionally, financially, spiritually, in my relationships with my family and um and from there i um I I started to invest in property, but and and went in back into PT. I started PTing again. PTing in the morning, maybe doing ten sessions in the morning, and then driving down to Geelong where I bought my first property and started renovating that. And you know I was doing all DIY. I hired one guy for uh, thirty dollars an hour, who was a handyman who would help me just do up properties. You know, rip up carpet and lay carpet, lay tiles, and do do Bunnings kitchens and stuff like that. And and long story short, I, I used the first one. I revalued it and I, that got me onto my second one. I borrowed a little bit more, well, more money from the bank. And you know, long story short, I got to about three properties. And I thought, I'm like, wow, this is, this is, this is what I love. This is great. I'm doing really well. I'm working my ass off early mornings, 4.30 start. I'd get, get home at like 11.30 at night, drive back to Melbourne and then start again in the morning. And I could only do that for so long. And, but what happened was the bank stopped lending to me. And once they stopped lending to me, I... um. I then said, shit, what am I gonna do? And funny enough, the opportunity to get into network marketing came up, but I was really against network marketing. I was told it was a pyramid scheme. I'd went to some Amway meeting a long time ago. I was like, this isn't for me. Network marketing's weird. These people are very culty. And long story short, I tried this product and the product was actually really good. You know, I felt better, I had more energy. I was living on Red Bulls at this time. I had a pretty crappy diet. I was in shape. I was, uh, you know, I had had, um, had abs and I had, you know, I was, I was all that sort of stuff. I, I was, you know, fit, I was a PT, but I I wasn't, you know, I wasn't healthy. I didn't have energy. I didn't, you know, I, I couldn't, I struggled to wake up in the morning. I was falling asleep, standing up. I was, you know, I'd, I just, I was, yeah, just like all those problems. I had digestive issues. I was constantly sick, you know, like I was just run down. And anyway, this this product really helped me, and I was like, "Wow, maybe I can actually help people achieve results." Because I was never a PT getting great results. I was never proud of my results. And long story short, that um that then turned into um that then turned into uh you know pretty pretty cool little business that I was doing alongside my PT and. And from there, I saw this guy in Herbalife. His name was uh, Quinton, and he was, uh, he's a massive inspiration for me still to this day. So shout out, Quinton. You're an incredible person. You've incred- incredible results, and I-, I truly look up to you, mate. You've done amazing. So thank you for your inspiration. Thank you for your, uh, bringing me in and uh, showing me how he was, what he was doing in his, in his network marketing business. And he was doing it very differently to what I saw in, in Australia. He was uh, in France doing it. And uh, he was running these really cool little boot camps and then going back to a, uh, a little like uh, studio, kind of like a little shop front and, and they were uh, you know, having their recovery smoothies and then they were doing body scans and they were talking about personal development and goal setting and... They were talking about better themselves and their mindset and all that. And I was like, wow, this is really cool because, you know, I need this. I needed the nutrition to get my health on track, but I also need to get my mind on track. I'm still very insecure at this point. I'm still very, you know, I've got a lot of self-doubt. I'm just trying to hustle, trying to make it. A couple of properties going on. Um, burning out at that end. The bank's not lending me any money. I'm 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 struggling getting up early in the morning as a PT. I, I don't see a future in it. I'm paying huge amounts of rent. What do I do? What do I do? So Quinton gave me a lot of inspiration to start these boot camps and to, to get a little place. And, uh, and that's where PLC started. I started doing that in Geelong. I, I quit Good Life. I quit uh, Good Life as a PT and I moved down to Geelong and I was still renovating my properties and, um, and doing that. And, and I started these little boot camps and I got this little shop front for $90 a week in Newcombe. And, you know, as we were doing, (laughs) as we were doing body scans and stuff, there were people graffitiing the windows, like it was down an alley in, in probably at that time, one of the scummiest suburbs in Geelong. So real dodgy, $90 a week. um, And it was just, it was dodgy. And I started it with a, a PT buddy of mine, you know, we, we did it. The, the, the first one together when I saw Quinton's model I was like wow hey bro we've got to do this we've got to you know we can inspire people and use this and have multiple streams of income and and we can really help people and I was inspired at that time I saw what Quinton was doing how he was helping people and how that was making him feel and I wanted that I wanted to be Quinton and and I thought that was really cool so anyway gave it my best shot and and that's where PLC started. Started down at a, a lame way in Newcomb, in Geelong with the first boot camp that we had. We had uh, three people to that first boot camp: me, my my PT buddy, and and three other people. And you know, today it's we're proud to say we've just opened our tenth club. We're in uh, we're in multiple states, and and, and we've really set a, a solid foundation to continue to get incredible results for our clients and and our leaders and our club owners and our PTs and. It's just really exciting. But guys, I'm going to cut it there. That's the that's the first part to my story. So, I just want to um Take you on a journey from that, from from after this. I want to take you on a journey every single day, or you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna record something every single day and and put it up probably two or three a day to start with. I'm not too sure yet, but I just want to share a little bit about my life and where I've come from because I uh, I meet a lot of people and 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 I'm really blessed and humbled the fact that they say Scotty, you're doing amazing. You inspire me. I want to achieve what you've achieved and the The reason behind this, the ultimate reason behind this, is because I see myself as so average. I've come from the most average background, and and I and I've really I've I've had no advantages in life, but maybe some tough times that have built some strength, some grit in me, which has pushed me to that have to go to that next level in my life and and break through a lot of challenges, which gives you some some muscle, some emotional muscle to to break through the next one. And, and that's really what I, what I want to share with you guys. I don't want to tell you what to do. I just want to share with you what I've done. And, and hopefully that can inspire you to uh, maybe just take on some challenges in your own life that you've been avoiding, which I'm so guilty of doing as well. So thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Uh, if you're stuck in with me till this point, I look forward to seeing you on the next podcast. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be an awesome journey. I look forward to everything that comes. I look forward to the challenges and I look forward to uh, to sharing it with you. So thanks for listening. See you on the next one.